live from Studio 67 in Florida's Capital County. It's time to be fackish. Access granted. Good people, welcome to the end. Week nine, sign die. Let the handkerchief drop. We are finished, or thereabouts. They may be back in a couple weeks. For those that like to bet on sports and roll the dice, but for what we are here to do for the association, we have reached the end of the road. I'd like to welcome everybody and let's get right into roll call and see what happened and how did we finish. Today's question is, later on this afternoon, this evening, there may be an empty glass in front of you. However you choose to celebrate Sine Die, I would like to know what would be your favorite beverage of choice? What's going in that empty glass? All right. No pressure. Celebrate how you celebrate. Well, let's say hello first to Jeff. How you doing, Jeff? Great, Devin. Happy Signy Die Day. And it's Jeff Scow, handle water, energy, environment, rural affairs, and of course, broadband. Later today, I'll probably be drinking a Cigar City High Lie in my glass. Ah, very good. Very good. Bob McKee, how you doing? Doing great. Bob McKee, Deputy Director of Public Policy. It is Signy Die. And during the day, I have to have that coffee to keep my brain going. But once it hits five o'clock, Bob stands for bourbon or beer. The bourbon is like my life on the rocks. And the beer, I'm happy if it's hoppy, so I'll have that highlight too. (laughs) Well done, Bob. Well done. So, Nick Graham, you're probably frowning at Bob right now, aren't you? Are you judging? Don't judge. Greetings and good afternoon, good folks. I am Tonette Graham, your COVID healthcare, public safety, and justice girl. Um, my favorite beverage, again, it depends on what time of day it is. I'm a Starbucks girl in the morning. A tropical smoothie or smoothie king around lunch, and only because it's signy die. Sorry, Dad, I'm going to start communing a little bit earlier. Um, with a Manhattan. Ah, very good. Don't worry. I'll talk to your dad for you. All right. Sarah Henley, the rookie. It's your first sign of die. What's going in the glass? How you doing? I'm doing good, Davin. Thank you, Sarah Henley, facts policy analyst. And my go-to classic drink is a Moscow mule. Ah, sort of fancy. What style? It is. Yeah, what style? Last but not least, I'm crying already because it'll be on a train back to Fort Lauderdale tomorrow he's not really going on the train that just sounded better eddie how you doing doing great david eddie labrador uh community and urban affairs preemptions ethics and elections transportation and all things legal and what's going on in your glass eddie and going in my glass is either coffee or coke zero ah all right that's good you like the Coke Zero on ice or just cold out of the refrigerator? Oh, cold out of the refrigerator. But if it's not cold, got to have ice with it. Okay. All right. Well, folks, it's been a long nine plus five, 14 weeks. It's been a long time. I've enjoyed talking to you guys, but I'm looking forward to taking a break. Um, 
let's do this. Let's do our final rundown of the 2021 session. Let the folks know from last week the things that were lingering. We can just say how did things end or wrap up or almost wrapped up. And so for the last time, I get to ask Jeff Scala. Hey, do you know what time it is? What time is it, Evan? It's about to go down. Well, we made it, and just a few highlights here in energy and broadband. Uh, the Solar Farms Amendment on Senate Bill 896 was adopted in both chambers and now uh, is heading to the governor uh, for, for final approval. This is the bill that would permit in all agricultural areas solar farms uh, and it would preempt any local input process and permitting processes. Uh, you know, this is a bill that we, we talked about and it kind of came back as a zombie here at the end of legislative session. We're going to be working on uh, to write a veto letter on this bill as it is a huge preemption. Um, so we'll see where that one f- uh, falls in the next month or so. Uh, and then there's broadband. Broadband. Uh, House Bill 1239 cleared both chambers and it was amended to include mapping language, which has been a fact priority uh, in expanding broadband access. Uh, it, it turned into a train of broadband bills where they took components from three different bills, the municipal electric utility poll language, uh, the, the broadband mapping component, and then the opportunity grants program. And I know we've spent a lot of time talking about the opportunity grants program and some of those strict limitations but the the thing to remember here is that the, the grant program did not get funded um and uh some of the senators senator osley and senator Aldrin, uh what made sure to be uh, for it to be known that they wanted to work on that grant program next year in particular in underserved areas make sure that local governments and areas that already have broadband but don't have the, the speed necessary for streaming and uh, telehealth to make Make sure that the focus is there. So the mapping component will definitely help fill in the, the gaps right now that we see uh, from existing providers and making sure that uh, those areas are, are, are truly unserved or underserved and, 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 and provide some clarity. Um, and just some few, a few bills quick on the rundown that, that didn't pass uh, uh, this session of the electric vehicle legislation did not pass this session. Uh, the, the sanitary sewer lateral bill uh, that would have uh, expanded that voluntary ex- uh, inspection program did not pass. And the PFAS bills did not pass this session. And one that did get across the finish line this week was the drones bill, Senate Bill 44. Uh, so local governments will be able to use drones to assess uh, damages from natural disasters if there is a declared state of emergency. All right. Thank you, Jeff. Good final rundown. Very good final rundown. I'm going to miss you going first. Next year, we might have earned the right to go second or third or something. Maybe we'll have a new rookie. Maybe, I mean, we'll see. But you get to stick around, though. You did good enough to keep your job. All right? Thanks, Dad. All right. Bob, do you know what time it is? This Bob, this is, you know, we've been doing this for 14 weeks. I'm going to ask you... Do you know what time it is? And then you say, what time is it? Okay. Bye. That was always Jeff's line. What time is it? <laughs> Bob, do you know what time it is? Running time. It's about to go 
Wisconsin tax area, there were some bills that passed um, since last week. The big one is the uh, impact fee bill. Um, House Bill 337 did pass both chambers um, and is on its way to the governor. Uh, the bill revises how impact fees are going to be imposed, um, putting some caps on increases, but with a, a provision that allows for, with an extraordinary vote and a finding, um, a way around the caps. Um, other bills that passed, the uh, joint resolutions, um, uh, 1377, um, House Joint Resolution dealing with elevated properties. Um, I believe, sorry, I believe that's one to pass, but it's companion 1182. Um, this one provides for um, an assessment limitation to continue to apply when the property is elevated um, for certain um, flood control purposes. Um, the Occupational Licensing Bill, House Bill 735, also passed and is on its way to the governor. That bill preempts all local occupational licensing. There's a two-year grandfather, but they all go away after that two-year period. July 1, 2023, um, we will also be preparing a veto level, uh, letter for the governor requesting that be vetoed. Um, a couple other things that did not make it through. House Bill 1429, which would have had a referendum requirement for any new or increased source development taxes, that bill died. The issue was um, placed in a House tax package, but the Senate filed an amendment to the House tax package that did not include that provision. The House tax package 7061 just got sent back over to the House in messages. It's one of the bills that's still out there. What's in the Senate tax, excuse me, in the, in the bill that got sent back to the House at this point, there is the provision that provides 100% exemption for certain affordable housing properties where previously they were receiving a 50% discount. That one is in the bill. It has a $22.8 million impact statewide. There's some other ad valorem provisions dealing with the use of charitable property. It's really a clarifying provision. Um, it's deemed to have an insignificant impact. The provision that uh, required hospitals limited their exemption based upon their community benefit reporting, that provision has been repealed. Um, there's some clarification language on what constitutes change of ownership with respect to Saver Homes and also how um, properties under disaster and misfortune have been, are treated with respect to the Saver Homes cap or the 10% cap. Um, those are in the bill. There's some um, house of worship educational property provision that we understand to affect certain property, primarily Miami-Dade, um, that's in the bill. And uh, another provision dealing with educational property uh, we understand to be in the bill. There's some um, additional provisions for sales tax. There's a ex um, data center exemption extension. This exemption was put in about five years ago and they've extended it for another five years. Um, there's an exemption being provided for independent living items. Um, these are items, grab bars, bed rails, um, things of that nature that are designed to assist um, folks in remaining in independent living. They also passed three sales tax holidays. They've got a 10 day back to school holiday a 10-day disaster preparedness holiday, and a seven-day sales tax holiday over the 4th of July 
that deals that provides an exemption for admissions, uh, movies, concerts, uh, museums, state parks, things of that nature, and also for outdoor recreational supplies, camping supplies, um, fishing supplies, things of that nature that are specifically referenced in the bill. Um, just another mention real quick, Senate Bill 84, dealing with uh, retirement that would have required folks to, any new employees for the state to be enrolled in the investment plan. That bill failed, uh, passed the Senate, but it was never taken up by the House. And we're still waiting on final votes on the budget. Wow. <clears throat> That's awesome. How's the finger for everybody out there listening and preparing for this final podcast? Bob was cleaning his office and he cut his finger on a staple in some of the appropriation worksheets. Are you okay, Bob? It's sort of like the way I feel in session. I'm still bleeding, but sometime I might cure. <laughs> so if anybody out there wants to send flowers to Bob, just send them to the FAC office. We'll make sure they get up there. Okay. Good job, Bob. Thank you very much. Miss Graham. Do you know what time it is? I think so. It's about to go down. All right, in HSJ for the final week of session, let's take up the big boy. Senate Bill 2006, Emergency Management by Senator Burgess. Um, let me first say thank you to Leader Gibson for all of her tireless efforts and work supporting the counties and filing our amendments and helping us get this thing settled. Um, but it passed in the Senate last week, went back to the House. It was amended by Chair Leak um, to include many things, changing the bill provision to targeting burdensome county ordinances, orders, and exercise of police power by our local governing bodies or political subdivisions. It now limits emergency orders to seven days of seven tens um, and renewals of an order to five for a total of 42 days. Um, with his new cap and authorizes the governor to invalidate an emergency order unnecessarily restricts that unnecessarily restricts a citizen's individual rights or liberties. Um, the House bounced it back in with the amendment attached on and that passed earlier this week. So yeah, it is what it is. Uh, volunteer ambulance services, House Bill 805 by Representative so Senator Pete Pizzo, my apologies, had the Senate companion that passed, which allows um, volunteer ambulance services vehicles um, to have lights and they are exempt from the certificate of public convenience and necessity process with our county. What we actually know is the COPC in process. Last but certainly not least, um, House Bill 7051, Law Enforcement and Correctional Officer Practices, co-sponsored by Rep. Fendrish Driscoll and Rep. Bird. This will put in requirements and provisions for proper training for law enforcement, um, correctional officers, correctional probational officers, just to um, apply um a level of trust and accountability for the citizens and those in the law enforcement field. Those are my top three bills for this week. For other ones that fail, make sure you read our final ledge report. That's it for me. Well, thank you very much, Ms. Graham. Tough year. You had tough issues this year. 
Um, and I know you and your sidekick, Eddie Labrador, um, and the whole team, uh, we appreciate it. I want to reiterate, we appreciate Senator Gibson over there in the Senate. Um, she helped out, and I know there's several more, but she sort of stood out in my mind, too. So I'd like to appreciate her. All right. He's been training, folks. I know the last eight weeks, he's taking up a lot of time on tape, but he's been training. He's ready to condense it and give you a lot in a little. Eddie, do you know what time it is? It's almost dropped the hanky time. All right. But unfortunately, there will be nobody to see it except for the ghost of legislature's past. Go ahead. All right. So let me start off by talking about Senate Bill 90 relating to elections. That bill passed uh, the Senate uh, and is on its way to the governor yesterday. Uh, the good thing about that bill is that it, it does not include any provision requiring county commissioners and single member districts to run for re-election after redistricting is completed for the, 22, the 2022 election cycle. Um, the uh, Senate Bill 426, dealing with uh, preemption of seaport, local seaport regulations, failed to pass. However, where there's a will, there's a way. They got an, an amendment onto Senate Bill 1194, which is the transportation bill, and it prohibits any initiative or referendum from regulating seaports and also invalidates any initiative or referendum, local law, ordinance, regulation, or policy in conflict with that provision it was adopted on or, or after the effective date of the bill. That also is on its way to the governor. Uh, Senate Bill 102 and 1053 relating to matters of great public governmental concern failed to pass this session. Uh, House Bill 421 and 1101 relating to inordinate burdens on private property rights um, passed. Uh, before it passed the Senate, it was amended uh, with language that allows a property owner who files a Harris Act claim um, but later relinquishes title to the property to maintain that claim through final resolution. That amendment was concurred on by the House, and they passed it 79 to 37. Uh, House Bill 401, dealing with the Florida Building Code, uh, is in um, was actually taken up this morning by the Senate, and uh, it was passed. Uh, the House concurred. Um, uh, well, the House put on an, the Senate put on an amendment that uh, allowed for. Uh, septic tank applicants to use private providers for uh, plan reviews and building uh, code inspection services. However, apparently the House did not like that. They stripped that, that provision off uh, and then sent it back to the Senate. The Senate just about a half an hour ago took up the House, um, the House change and passed the bill 38 to one. Uh, House Bill 667, dealing with building code inspections, passed uh, both chambers, 1059, uh, which deals with construction permits, also passed both chambers. Uh, 403, home-based businesses, um, saw a lot of action this morning. 
And that is now back on its way to the Senate after a, an amendment by Representative G.R. Lombardo um, put the House position uh, and amended the Senate version that had passed. Uh, and now it's up to the Senate to either concur or not concur in that amendment. Of course, the association has issued two alerts asking that senators not concur in the House amendment. And finally, House Bill 53, dealing with local bidding penalties or local preferences, as we used to call it, um, has also passed. The Senate added an amendment making the provisions of the bill applicable to rural area uh, areas of opportunity, unless those requirements create an undue economic burden or hardship for the county municipality or special district in, in those areas. And it also added a provision that requires county cities and special districts to develop a needs analysis of its stormwater program stormwater management systems and uh that uh, that bill uh has passed uh the house and the legislature for this session that's it for me eddie first did the ambulance get there for bob i heard that in the background was that coming for bob's uh staple cut bob you called 911 for the staples Are you okay, Bob? Are you still there? Say something. I, I, I had it on mute so you wouldn't hear the legislature in the background. Um, I'm fine. I mean, I've chopped off a finger before, so this is nothing. Okay. If this bothers me too much, I'll just chop off another one. <laughs> Eddie, that was, man, you're going to be ready for next year. You did about 20 bills in like three minutes. That is awesome. It took 14 weeks, but you got it. You're ready for the next session. <laughs> All right, this week is the last week. There's only one big thing because I'm reserving that for our crack policy analysts. Sarah, the people want to hear your final one big thing. All right, so we got some American Rescue Plan updates for today. We've been waiting on this for the past two months since the passage of the American Rescue Plan. The U.S. Treasury guidance is expected to come out soon. There's currently no date, but it looks like next week or in the next two weeks. And as a reminder to counties, as you're preparing for your funds to come in, make sure you have a valid DENS number and active SAM registration, and make sure you are starting to organize with your bank on how you receive the treasury payments for the county fiscal aid. And as we get new updates from the treasury and NACO, that will all be posted on our FAC resource page or action alerts. And we are ready to focus on ARP now that session is over. That's right. We move from one thing to the next. And Sarah and probably Tonette and probably Bob, it probably will consume much of your summer months. But you know what? With, with uh, Jeff's broadband, you know, and... Uh, fantastic laptops and equipment that I provide you. You could do it from anywhere. At the beach, sure. in New York. Remember, the, the Sarah and Eddie are going to see the Pope, work in the mailroom, all of that stuff. So, that is um, good stuff. Thank you very much, Sarah. Alright, folks. 14 weeks. You may have a lot of reflections. Um, I have some thoughts, but I'm going to go first. This session... Clooney Committee Weeks as we come to an end here. For me, it went as expected. Um, COVID, having done a lot of these things and going into COVID and being shut out, 
they tried a lot of stuff that I think and they got away with stuff that if we were been in person, um, it, they would not have even tried it. Um, very interesting to see them navigate the public process virtually. Um, but all in all, I will say this to the world in front of you guys, I'm very appreciative for the team, for you guys. Um, not a lot of people can do what we do in this special environment still come out how we did in terms of fighting for our members. So from the bottom of my heart, I thank all of you. Um, I'm very proud of you. So those are my thoughts. Jeff Scala, share with us. Final thoughts, please. I think my marathon shoes need new soles after uh, completing this uh, mad dash to the finish. And I I'm glad that we have reached day 60 and look forward to uh, working on more broadband opportunities for our, our rural and, and underserved folks this summer. All right. B.O.B. Is beer bourbon or is this Bob? Final thoughts. I, I'm not bourbon Bob till a little bit later today. Um, my final thoughts, this was my reboot. This was my return to fact. And it was a tough year to come back. But all I got to say is we got good people around you. It makes everything easier. And so I want to also say thank you to the whole team bringing me back, helping me and know that I made the right decision to come back to that. All right, Bob, we're glad to have you. Yeah, I'm hearting I'm you, Bob. Not really, but you know, it sounds good on podcast. Eddie, are your bags packed up? The bags are not packed. Um, and I may actually delay my my return for a day uh, in order to uh, review everything in the report and make sure that I've done um, you know a decent job of explaining everything that I and face. So did you enjoy it? Welcome to the team too. You're new too, just like Bob. Is it everything you thought it would be? Did we disappoint? Uh, it was everything that I thought it would be and more. It was uh, it's great being part of the faculty. And uh, I love working with all of you. Um, it was just awesome. I'm just, I wish I would have been here sooner uh, because three weeks is just not enough. Yeah. So I'm looking, I'm looking forward to September and to January of next year already. All right, me too, man. Me too. We'll have fun in between. We'll see you in between. All right, to the office butterfly. She came out of her cocoon there. Year three, Tonette. Thoughts. Now you sort of know what you're doing. What do you think? First of all, I just say Eddie is the GOAT, and uh, we're launching a FAT Amendment Academy. You can sign up and register this summer for your course, so by the time September rolls around, you can have your certification. We got you. It's going to be through the Institute of um, County Government. Um, but I think to sum up this session, it would definitely be um, but for grace and grit. That's it. Happy Day 60. Glad it's over. All right. You're right. Grace and grit. You need both of them. We're going to roll with our crew. Um, and to our rookie, you want to go back to UF? Or you want to hang out with us for a little bit, Sarah? What do you think? 
Not yet, but I will say, what a session to join in on. Intense, fast-paced, a little controversial, but lots of policy areas to learn and understand. It's been an interesting process, to say the least, but thank you for allowing me to join and be a part of the FAC family. It's been fun. Absolutely. We have enjoyed you. You have put up with all of us old people. Um, even Jeff is old. I'm sorry, Jeff. I mean, you're older. I mean, you bought a house this year. That makes you old. You're a millennial. Right. You've transitioned into pure adulting. It's okay. We Still my 20s, Devin. Still my 20s. <laughs> all right. For all the folks out there, we really love doing what we do, and we appreciate our members for your support, your eagerness to help, and jump in the fight. Um, as always, I wouldn't do it anyway. Anything, um, anything different. Let me finish this off by saying it is not the critic who counts, not the person who points out how the strong person stumbles, but where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the person who is actually in the arena. And you know what? That's you guys out there, our members, the thousands of staff, um, everybody. That's why we do it. Um, and we're going to continue to do it, and we appreciate you for sticking in there. Um, for all 21 plus million people in the state of Florida. We appreciate you, and um, we will continue to move forward. So for a couple months, this is the last time I'll say until next time. Talk to everybody soon.